Welcome back. My name is Chris. My name's Madison. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things. Streaming Things. Streaming Things. <laughs> the boys are back from the wall and we're streaming things now. <laughs> we're going to be covering Lost. That's what we're doing right now. Pay attention. Sit down. Unless you're running on the treadmill or something. That's dangerous. Don't do that. This is part two. The pilot part two. Mm-hmm. Which did air, if I'm correct, Steve, back in the day. Separate weeks, right? It did. Has, they, has anybody else ever done this? Just had the balls to be like, this is still the pilot, but we uh, split it up. I, You know, that requires further research, but <sighs> I would assume so. I mean, this is the first time that I've experienced a pilot being split into two episodes. Yeah. And in my opinion, I mean, we can talk about it in overall thoughts. I felt like both were very different in terms of like just the vibe that they kind of presented well, the other one was a lot more like, we're in a thing, the, the stuff's happening, there's some, there's some stakes at hand, and then this yeah. episode was much more, here are the players. Yeah. We have, we have, we have waved our arms on the side of the highway, and you have pulled over, and now we're introducing ourselves to you. Hello, yeah. sir, I would like a ride, please. What a lovely metaphor. That is, it's very, exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But yeah. I guess to constitute, like, still calling this a pilot episode i don't know maybe it's a business uh technicality because remember this is tv tv and so mm-hmm. the pilot was filmed as proof of concept back like they, they're still called pilots but that's not really how they are anymore so maybe it's just a technicality like these are the both of the ones that we filmed mm-hmm. to present to abc um, like a criteria of a pilot has to be these things and if I guess this episode fall, fell into that category, maybe? Maybe. Or maybe they just had them both to present to the studio as, like, proof of what the show was going to be like before it got greenlit completely. <clears throat> um, but if you don't know, we're covering all of Lost Season 1. Steve has seen the show before. He's a big fan. Uh, Boy, howdy, have I. Madison and I have not. So this is our first time through, and that's the dynamic that we're going in with. Steve is very good. I read some of the Discord comments. Good. They were proud of you for... Not revealing anything with your face. Oh, for poker, poker facing, poker facing. Yeah. When we have our uh, <laughs> Big theories, and the Discord's been great about not spoiling extra stuff mm-hmm. in the discussion as well. Um, so yeah, pretty excited about this moving forward. If this show does well, we'll con- we'll continue with seasons two and beyond and beyond and beyond. beyond. Who knows? Um, but so you- if you want more coverage, tell everybody you know about this show. So yes. that we can continue doing loss if if you want us to. We need loss to be a success. Mm-hmm. Um, so Madison, before we before we get in, and for new listeners, we do a play by play full recap of each episode, and we've got some segments <laughs> at the end. We'll do what we call Beach Please. Beach Please. And Steve takes that over with some extra trivia and tidbits about the episode. Uh, then we've got Mile High Club moments, where we'll talk about our three favorite moments of the episode, uh, and then we'll go into a segment we call Passenger Princess, uh, which is our streamy award for the favorite. Performance performance of the episode. We'll each give our nomination for that. And then finally, we'll cap it all off with Lost and Found, where we kind of recap and enumerate, keep a tab upon all of the mysteries that have been either solved or yet to be solved that are going on in the show. So that's what we're going to be doing throughout. But Madison, I want to touch base with you. Mm-hmm. We've seen the first episode. We've seen the second episode. We have. How are you feeling about Lost so far? Are you are you dreading, regretting joining us on this 25-episode <laughs> journey? Man. <laughs> or are you like, actually, I fucking like this show. You like, know, I... So prior to starting the show, I knew what Lost was only through like very... I don't know. Very limited. Yeah. Like I would hear people reference Lost, um, but I really didn't have a clear context of what it was. And I have to say, I went into this with some 
you know, some idea of what it was or what I was to expect. And it has completely like expunged all of my, my thoughts and opinions. Like we are so far away from what I thought this show was going to be. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's only the second episode. So, um, to go into my overall thoughts with episode two in particular, I mean, I'm, I'm hooked in. I'm very enticed by these characters. Um, I feel like we're already getting into some twist and turn territory, um, especially with how they presented some of the characters in episode one to where we are learning about them in episode two. Um, again, just very, I'm very excited to keep watching. Um, I'm looking forward to episode three very much. Yeah, Steve, I mean, mm. it's kind of tough, I guess, for you to answer mm. these kinds of questions because you've seen the, the show in its entirety. Yeah. But I guess overall, what did you think about Pilot Part 2? Pilot Part 2 is great. Uh, kind of like how I mentioned before, this is sort of the first episode that really kind of brings you in and shows you the cast at large. You get a lot more moments uh, with the secondary cast and not just Jack, not just Kate, mm-hmm. even though they're there. But you get to spend some time a little bit with Hurley. You get to introduce ourselves to Sawyer, to Saeed, and Saeed's awesome. Uh, you get a little Shannon and Boone peppered in there. You Michael. Some, uh, Michael, you get some... Um, oh, I love Michael in this episode. I, I, so, like, I, I, this kind of is sort of the first time I feel like you really get an understanding of what this show is normally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this is the first time that I think the flashbacks are used uh, in the way that they're used going forward. We're, they're not quite there, but they're getting there. The whole point yeah. of like, oh, we're revealing things about the characters via flashback that yeah. we don't necessarily know in the modern timeline. <laughs> um, I think Pilot Part 2 is great. I actually, I love it a lot. I almost like it more than the first one. The first one's great because it shocks you. It rattles you. It, kind of it grabs you by the you. collar and shakes you and screams in your face like, this is new. This yeah. is different. Pay attention. And then once it once that wears off, you're like, okay. What else is this show? And it's these characters. Yeah. If this show is about anything, it's about the characters. And they're great characters, and I love them. Yes. I actually would say that, um, without a doubt, part two is better than part one for me. Um, Because watching the first episode, I was approaching it with, like, um, this is what the fans of the show want. They want me to watch Lost. I'm just, I'm dancing in my cage. You know, <laughs> dance monkey. Everybody waving my hands. They around. want me to throw poo and talk about Lost, and they paid good money for it, right? And um, it's, and I was like, I'll do it, you know. And like, oh, this is this isn't going to be that bad. Whereas in this episode, I was like, holy shit, I actually really want to watch this show now. In fact, it's paining me, yeah, to stop because I have to watch each episode closer to when we record so that I have better thoughts about it. And I wanted to binge it, you know. Um, and I was in the middle of watching a ton of stuff for this week's episodes last night and I wanted to keep going with lost. Like, like you said, I got, there's so much nuance to these characters mm-hmm. and I want to know more so badly. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I can pinpoint the moment where I fell in love with the show already. And it was when, uh, Michael was talking to his son, Walt and Walt's reading a comic book that he found. And, uh, it's in Spanish because he found it on the plane. It's not his. And his dad, Michael looks at him and says, do you read Spanish? And I thought that's fucking dumb. What a weird thing. Like that's bad dialogue. How would he not know his son reads Spanish or not? Right. Mm-hmm. 10 minutes later, we find out a ton about Walt and yeah. the fact that his dad is estranged and it's actually fucking genius offhand comment. He doesn't know his son that well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was, you know what I mean? It seems like a dumb thing, but I was like, oh, I'm in. Like, this is yeah. good writing, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm really excited to keep going. These characters are awesome. 
Um, Should we do a check-in real quick? Like who, like, cause I know last week we're like, who's your favorite character just based off the first episode? Do you have a, has that changed? Who did I say? I don't remember who you said. I think, I think you said Charlie last week, Madison. I don't know if you. No, I think. I said Charlie. I think that's right. Charlie. Charlie. And you said. Kate? Well, are we talking about like our passenger princess performances or just like no, our just favorite, favorite character in general? I think I said Kate was mine. Okay. Um, Does that remain? It, I, it's hard. I honestly like after, cause like you said, this was a very character introductory episode. So I feel like we got a decent amount of a lot of people and I'm one of those people. I'm like, I'm indecisive on who, like, what way do I want to go? Do I want to go like more villainy? Like, is that my favorite or mm. do I want to go like more mysterious? Like who has the most interesting like background or, you know, or do I pick Jack who's the hero? So I'm, I'm, I'm still kind of figuring that out right now. Okay. Um, but who is yours? Has yours changed or is it still the orange peel guy? It's, well, I, he's just my favorite he's got character so much more from context. the season. So I have yeah. context. So I'm curious to see like how the characters, how they're progressing to you guys. I think mm. if I was watching this with brand new eyes, my favorite character would probably be like Charlie or Saeed still. Mm. Yeah. Charlie's funny. Saeed's just awesome. I, I do. I do love Charlie. Hurley. Hurley Hurley's I was going to yeah. say Hurley has had, I don't know. He's, he, to me, he seems the most relatable of all of these characters. <laughs> of all, all the sh- crazy shits happening, happening, you can always count on Charlie. Be like, this is what a normal person would say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't um, do so good with blood, man. But I, I also feel like his the moments he has had, the scenes he's had, have been very, I don't know, endearing, mm-hmm. very comforting. Um, you know, he's not a troublemaker. He's not a you know. He's very go with the flow, assisting when he can. Yeah. So I'm. he seems like a very reliable character in these scenarios. He's so. also honest. Yeah. Uh, but let's dive right in, okay? We get the, the spooky intro. I don't think we got that the first time. It's kind of like this. It's the lost title <laughs> kind of. Yeah. <laughs> kind of careening. Very 2004. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was almost like 60s. So I was like, oh, I'm in. Um, That's why when we were like, do we get a theme like song Twilight for this Zone. for our coverage of Lost? I'm like, I don't know what to do. Yeah, just, <laughs> just you playing a theremin. <laughs> Everybody tunes no, out. No, it's just the three of us going. <laughs> uh, and it's, so it's back to our fellowship. They're returning from the the pilot or the plane wreckage. They're trying to get the transceiver working. Uh, and Kate asks Charlie what he was doing in the bathroom. And he was like, I was puking. I was taking a shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Clearly I was time. getting sick. I got sick. I got sick. And I'm then a, we get, I'm a coward. Yeah. He said he's more comfortable with that than, you know, addict. Right. Which like that plane was on a, a very big horizontal shift. That motherfucker was probably, I don't know how he was in that bathroom. Yeah, you can't puke in that gravity. No. Uh, and then the, it's hard to to use the bathroom on planes anyway. <laughs> yeah. But the flashback to Charlie's plane ride. Um, and he's really rude to Aubrey Plaza from Wish. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> who, who is the flight attendant? <laughs> what? That wasn't Aubrey, Pro- Aubrey Plaza. No, it's, it's her from Wish. I don't know what you're talking about. It's like a knockoff. A knockoff. Okay, version. I see what you're I'm saying. I'm being rude for, for comedy. Wish.com, not like a <laughs> Sorry, the, didn't the mean movie to ruin the bit. S- Wish starring Andre Plaza. <laughs> yeah, Wish.com. No, it's from Andre Plaza as ordered on Wish.com. Well, no, you said that, and I was like, that wasn't Andre Plaza. I've never Ig- seen Wish. Ignore me. I wish Sorry. it was. Uh, but she, so this is a weird scene. Like, it's a great scene. It gives us a lot on Charlie, but it also it didn't track for me. Uh, 
Like he's just like kind of rude to the flight attendant and she just immediately employs the help of all the other mm-hmm. flight attendants. This guy's being slightly rude. Chase him down. <laughs> and I'm like, what kind of flight is this? Well, I think she can pick up on the fact that he's, he's probably going through withdrawal of some yeah. kind. Uh-huh. That's what I interpreted as. Mm-hmm. She was kind of recognizing signs of withdrawal. Just and, let him get his stuff. Or just be like fine. Nerd, like, <laughs> They probably get like a like a, a reward if you turn some. It's like a reward. Well, I was gonna say she's probably like this dude probably has some contraband that mm-hmm. he's not supposed to have. Yeah, you know, and he seems suspicious enough. He's acting weird. I'm sure she wanted them to. He keeps tapping his ring on the his ring finger on the yeah. armrest. It's really annoying. It is really annoying. Let's get him. And maybe this yeah. is like the inner social misfit in me. You know, somebody who used to be a Charlie. Uh, but I I got I don't know how to explain this without being an asshole. But it's like. When people go above and beyond at their job to follow the rules, mm. it's kind of annoying, right? It's like, um, yeah, yeah, like, like if somebody tackles you for stealing soda at a restaurant when you asked for a water cup, you know what I mean? Mm. That's like, it's kind of a betrayal of the class system. Like, you know, what I mean? like, hey, I know you work here, but we're on the same team, you know, sure. kind of thing. And that's yeah. the vibe I was getting from the flight attendant. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like just being a narc. You're going, yeah, you're going yeah. above and beyond right now, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, but anyway, so she chases him into the bathroom. But Chris, we live in a society. We do. <laughs> <laughs> he's running. This is the biggest plane ever. Yeah. The uh, fuck? I mean, I'm sure they exist. I've never been on an international flight, but it's like, wow. He went through like three first class. Yeah, there's like. I was like, what's going on? There's like wings to this plane. <laughs> <laughs> it's two stories. Like, um, what the is, heck? Is this an Airbus? Right. He's got drugs in his vans. And we all had a pair of those checkered vans, right? I don't know. I do. Um, I wish I did. I wish I was that cool. He gets a little nummy nummy and uh, accidentally, accidentally drops it in the toilet. He's got the biggest bag of fucking heroin ever. But yeah, he's like, a rock star, that, I guess. How did that not get through? How did that get through security? Yeah, this is post 9-11, too. So. Well, that was something I was going to ask later. Is it set post 9-11? Or is I it think so because of the comments of the racist guy to Saeed. Yeah, it's post 9-11. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so he drops Which it in the toilet and, and I guess he's a rock star. So it makes sense. He would have a few hundred dollars of, of, of heroin, I guess. And I guess mm-hmm. that's heroin cause it's, it's brown. It looks like brown sugar. Yeah, it's, it's heroin, brown sugar. Um, brown and, sugar. <laughs> and right as he drops his heroin in the toilet, all hell breaks loose. He like flies up and hits the ceiling. So that's when the plane starts crashing. He's one crashing. of those guys who didn't buckle in. Well, he would, yeah, he wouldn't even slightly buckled in, but he, I guess he steals somebody's of all, seat. Of all the places to like fly up in the air and get hit in an airplane that's already a bad enough situation but you're in the bathroom yeah, yeah it's the worst oh man at least he just had the heroin yeah he didn't he like, got it in he didn't pinch <laughs> yeah. one off before that happened that would have been a way <laughs> right. different story right <laughs> <laughs> worst. Oh, no. um and then yeah he just finds an empty seat sits down and takes his oxygen um and we cut back to the present day on the island shannon i think that's her name is tanning yeah. yep. uh everybody else is working to clear the wreckage and i kinda, loved that juxtaposition of like the the camera panning across her like very beautiful body. And mm-hmm. then there's just like this wreckage of a plane crash in the background. Like she's couldn't be bothered by what is happening. Around yeah. It's, her. it's so discordant with what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, for the third time, I think in two episodes, she protests uh, to who we find out in the scene is her brother. Uh, they're coming, which I'm sorry. You weren't getting brother vibes. No, no, <laughs> no. I was going to say that, but I didn't want to be I, weird. I literally was like, <laughs> 
they're fucking <laughs> like, I don't know if you've seen, have you guys seen those things on Instagram or maybe it's TikTok where it's like people see a c- picture of a couple and you have to guess if they're dating or if they're siblings. I no. have not seen Sounds this. Sounds like a fun game. It's, it can be fun, but most of the time you look at this photo and you're like, oh, they're definitely a couple by the way that, you know, they're touching each other by the way they're looking at each other. And then they're siblings. That's mm-hmm. kind of how I felt like uh-huh. the little, I was like, it's her brother. Is this what they call the ick? I mean, to some degree, um, but I just was like, I feel like they didn't paint that picture as clear as they could. Or maybe have. they did. We don't know. Maybe, <laughs> but I will say after seeing <clears throat> after seeing them interact the way that they do during that scene, I was like, okay, yeah, I can see them being brother and sister. But episode one, I was like, they're boyfriend girlfriend. Well, there's like another, there's like an uh, a character. I think is it. Rosa, there's a character later on in the episode that's like, oh, is that your boyfriend? <laughs> nope, that's my brother, Boone. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's how we find that's out, Claire. I think. Claire says it, I think. Mm. Um, it's, it's, the, it's the Preggers, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Claire. <laughs> do we have her name? I don't think we do, guys. I don't oh. think we do. I don't think we do. Sorry. Cheaters. Cheaters. Pregger woman. <laughs> I don't like calling her Preggers either. That's all I got. It's the most identifying feature right now. It's been a plot point for her character. <laughs> um, but yeah, you so could the, call her the Australian woman. No, because there's the, a lot of those because they were flying to Sydney or the receiver. But she's the only Australian person seemingly to have survived this flight. Seemingly. Mm. They're over there being real quiet right now, which is un-Australian like. All right, everybody. <laughs> We're not going to associate with, with them. No. We're not going to associate with them. When you all come over here, we're going to survive on our side of the island, and they can survive over there. We yeah. sacrifice Claire over there because her baby's an American. They don't even know the rules of rugby. All right, we're not going to talk to them. <laughs> Crikey. <laughs> Crikey, mate. Nose cone. They go up to Jack when he's doing the surgery. That's not a knife. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I can say. Uh, but yes, we find out they're brothers. They have a very sibling-like argument. Um, and then Claire, apparently it's her name, asks about their relationship, right? But she talks about how she hasn't felt the baby move uh, since the crash, since the day before. And that's upsetting like, to yeah, her. yeah, girly, you landed on your stomach when you when you jumped. Also, you're in a plane crash. <laughs> yeah, you went some pretty went through some pretty traumatic yeah. stuff. Not good for that's the baby. That's terrible, yeah. No. Can't be good. And we cut to Jen and Son, and they are uh, still ostracizing themselves, mostly because of uh, Jen's demands. Uh, and she looks really resentful of him in the way this shot opens. She's just kind of staring at him like, ah, I fucking hate you. Um, and then uh, Michael comes looking for his son, uh, and he's trying to talk to them, but they uh, apparently don't speak English, or they speak very little. And uh, she responds in Korean very earnestly, and he's just like, okay. I'm just going to leave. <laughs> but it's interesting. She like looks at her husband for this sense of permission, I guess. Yes. Before she speaks to Michael, which to me, the husband has been very weird from the beginning. So part of me, I'm theorizing that they do speak English and he's like telling them that we're not going to, so we're not going to speak English because we want them to like leave us alone. Right. But, um, very the husband seems very territorial over the yeah. wife, very controlling. Yeah, and there and there's this moment where she's she seems to earnestly be want maybe wants to help Michael yeah. in the moment. Um, and Jen uses this moment to kind of chastise her and say, "Hey, button up your top button because yeah, it's hot out." She has a button undone. She's exposing and he's like, whoa, her collarbone. Don't talk to that other man with your collarbone <laughs> exposed, you right. hussy. Yeah, you and, whore. And she. Buttons it up and Michael's Michael kind of assess. He doesn't speak the language, but he's like, "Ooh, yeah, uh, I'm just gonna go." Yeah, sorry. What a douche. 
Yeah. I think there's an interesting arc ahead for Jin's character because um, there's some there's some moments of humanity even in this episode this early on. Yeah. He's obviously extremely toxic to his wife. Um, and I can't speak to, you know, I don't know, maybe they're from North Korea. I don't know, but it's just like, so it could be some cultural things there that sure. I'm maybe a little bit too judgy on, but I do, I do like my, my humanity free to roam. I do like as many buttons as you want unbuttoned mm-hmm. possible without judgment, you know? So, but there's a moment later that's actually really funny with Jen. And it's like I said, this so far, I'm really impressed with the writing. I can't wait to get there. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Michael's still looking for, for Walt who's lost. And then as soon as he's, the husband tells her to button her top button, he runs. Walt is out looking for Vincent, uh, the dog that has presumably been eaten by one of the dinosaurs. That's all I can <laughs> guess at this point. Um, and then he finds handcuffs. And I, I thought the, the moment was a little over dramatic because they're just handcuffs, you know, could sure. have been somebody's kinky stuff from their suitcase uh but it, the the camera really wanted you to be like oh my god i thought it was going to be a dead body or something <laughs> yeah, right? like what no, a, it's, a more traumatic it's thing worse than a dead body it's cops it's, it's cops, <laughs> it's, it's cops. <laughs> god even on the island no but in my notes i have who's 50 shades of gray in it on yeah, the beach right yeah. now uh, why well, put why is that spooky because the music, everything yeah. was kind of discordant. But yeah. uh, Michael chastises there's a criminal, him. There's a criminal on the beach, you guys. Dun, dun, dun. They're in handcuffs, and now they're not. And it could be anybody. Could yeah. be. Oh, it could be. That? It could be Vincent. Oh, early. Well, it's like, oh, they're in my handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs> He's the criminal. <laughs> and Michael chastises him. I told you to stay on the beach, and he's like, hey, I was looking for Vincent. And, and then that's it's Michael's reaction to the handcuffs that. It was like, that's a little silly. Yeah, he looks around. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, we cut to Saeed, who's in a fist fight with somebody, at, at, and it's the smoky guy, uh, the racist dude, as I call him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a really funny moment. I, I thought this was silly. And again, this is before where I really got sucked into all these characters. So Saeed and the, and the redneck are fighting, right? And it's a big tussle. We don't know why yet. It's very dramatic. Mm-hmm. Everybody starts like Jack and everybody starts to show up like, whoa, whoa, whoa what's going on? But before, right in the middle of the chaos and at the most inappropriate time imaginable, Michael goes, I found handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, fucking why? Give it a beat, bro. Like, See, <laughs> you thought that we was funny? We could use them. I thought it was funny when Kate literally just screams, Stop! Yeah, she's got that power. <laughs> yeah, and I just was like, "LOL, okay, <laughs> we'll stop now." You, sh- you sh- everybody, you shut, sh- up. Sh- you shut up. You know uh, how it is when you get chastised, though. You're like, "Okay, <laughs> I got, I found handcuffs." It just sound it's so <laughs> random. Like if I was just punching Steve, he's punching me. What? And Madison runs in and goes, "The blue crayons are my favorite." <laughs> like I guess that would stop. I mean, honestly, if, if that happened, I would stop and be like, "Wait, um, the blue ones?" The blue? No, you're wrong. <laughs> Hold on, Chris. What is what? this we're talking about? Blue? I feel like you have one of those like seventy-two crayon boxes, and your favorite's like cerulean. Yeah, it's colonial puce. Come on. <laughs> Everyone loves colonial puce. Is it a real color? It is. It's like a green. Colonial. Do you color a lot? No. I just, years ago, I found that name of a color and thought it was the funniest color name ever. Every crayon box you would find, you would open it and try and find that crayon. The colonial puce. Where's colonial puce? I'd start a band and call it colonial puce. That's a good name for a band. TM it. Trademark. Let's get two tickets to colonial puce. I'm in the pit. 
<laughs> open up the pit. But some people Pius. are not going to be cut of pit cloth, and they won't. They'll be in the balcony at Colonial Pews. Oh, maybe Colonial Pews is like a burgundy. Oh, maybe that's oh. wrong. You could let us astray. Mm. Mm. More mm. red. Yeah. Mm. <sighs> Crimson. You're you're cut off, bud. So sorry. Wow. I'm so sorry. But well, anyway, you guys stopped fighting, so it worked. He yeah, did. it, it worked. <laughs> we stopped talking about loss. It exactly. was that effective of a, of a closer. Same See? there. But yeah, I, I really I thought it was bold of them um, to be so honest about the treatment of Saeed. Yeah. Uh, and this again, this is post 9-11. He's basically started a fist fight with Saeed because uh, he's a brown person. Right. Mm-hmm. Essentially. And like, hey, you caused the plane to crash. And, I, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. The guy sitting next to you is dead. Oh, that's real suspicious. Like, yeah, three quarters of the plane's dead. What, what the fuck are you talking and about? Then, and then they start tying in the handcuffs portion. The redneck guy does and saying, yeah. well, you you know, you were in the back. You know, you never got up once. You know, your hands were hidden, whatever. Um, and I actually took a moment to like kind of not deep dive into this scene, but I feel like because of the context of the scene at the time that it came out, like it came out in 2004, you know, nine 11, you know, only three years prior, like it's still a pretty major fresh wound on our country at this point to kind of like major. Dive yeah. And so I feel like, I think you can assess this scene on a lot of levels, like the dialogue used, like they called, uh, Josh Holloway's character, redneck, like what, what is the meaning behind the terminology used there? And, um, you know, just kind of the context of like when this show came out and, you know, Saeed's character, like, I feel like you could have a full class discussion on this scene alone based off of that. And I think it's just really, it really just boils down to really good writing for it. Um, but I wanted to acknowledge that because I think this scene in particular was very, I'm curious, you know, was there any hesitation to put this scene in the show? Because of the the heavy context, the, yeah, yeah, I was I was really excited b- by the inclusion of this scene on here, and then later Same. we find out Saeed's an Iraqi soldier, yeah. which is even more. I mean, this is the height of our tension, right? The second time with mm-hmm. Iraq, and I mean, I was like, wow, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't have any context for how the show was received at that time, and again, but this is a pilot, you know, so oh, I was yeah, like, people cool. love this show, so yeah. But anyway, the fight kind of uh, they after we find out what's going on, everything kind of simmers down a little bit, right? And then they, he says, "My transceiver's broke. Anybody help with the transceiver?" And it's the guy uh, that the redneck is being mean to that knows how to fix the transceiver. Saeed knows how to fix it, right? And then he calls my dude Lardo because he's just being an asshole to everybody. Um, that's what he says to Hurley, the redneck guy. And then Saeed uh, needs time to fix the radio. I think that he just looks at it and he's like, I think the battery's fine. I can smell that the battery's okay. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm going to have to, uh, you know, it's lithium ion, I think. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but but I'm going to need a few minutes to, to open this baby up uh, and, and see what's going on. And yeah. We, and interesting, interestingly enough, Jack does not tell Boone about the monsters. So only mm-hmm. Jack, Kate, and Charlie know, like, there's a monster out there that ate the pilot. And yeah. Kind of. I thought that, and I don't mean to jump around, but I'm glad you say that because they don't tell anybody about that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And later when Kate says she has to go for a hike uh, and Jack's busy doing the surgery so he can't go and he's really scared for her, she starts like letting all these people join her on mm-hmm. what she knows and is the only one that knows is an incredibly dangerous mission mm-hmm. until Charlie joins and I thought that was really weird that he was willing so casually to go back in there. <laughs> he's, I think he's high. He's high. He decides sure. To go. I want to go for a walk. And Shannon's uh, going. So he's like, I'm going with you. Yeah. <laughs> sure. But 
I was like, oh, that's really kind of dark of her to not warn them, right? But then but, after the incident, somebody casually mentions, oh, is this what killed the pilot? Boom. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, so they did tell everybody. Yeah. I'm confused. Well, I mean, in hindsight, now that we do know some things about Kate, is that her is that her play? Like to have all these people around her with this. Oh, you think she might be a meanie? Well, that's what I mean. Like we're, re- we're reaching a certain level of we don't know these people very well. And in, in, contra- in contrast to the first episode where, you know, Kate seemed pretty innocent. She she sued, sewed drapes, guys. Yes. Yeah. So she's like a villain, you think? You think it's possible? Potentially. I mean, I wouldn't. I, you know how there's there a rule have, in the movies where nobody can have an iPhone if they turn out to be a villain? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> how that's like a thing like contractually. Is it a Nokia in this show? Well, I think the, the same bastards <laughs> or a Blackberry. She doesn't have the body of a villain. I don't think that's bad. <laughs> out. You hit out. your face. I Bonk. Get out. Bonk. <laughs> yeah. Bonk. Bonk. Horny jail. Get it's out. Contractually. <laughs> not okay. Uh, it's possible. I think there's more. We'll get, we'll get to that in a second. But, but in terms yes. of what You're you right. mean by like, how the fuck did Boone Her find for, out? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess she must have told yeah, him. Or maybe Charlie was like loose lips. He said, oh, yeah, by the cool. way, uh, there's a crazy fucking dinosaur I was on board there. until Boone said that. And I was like, well, well, so they know? You know? Yeah. That's a little bit of a, I think of a, a mistake. mistake. Yeah. Okay. Um, so where are we at? They're, they're going off. It's not the hike yet, actually. We're talking about when Hurley uh, goes to Hurley Saeed. Hurley joins Saeed, yeah. yeah. And they're both kind of like, He's like what a bonding over how much of a jackass the redneck guy is. Um, and so it's kind of a fun conversation because he's like, hey, man, Hurley says to Saeed, I think you're OK. And Saeed, yeah. I think you're OK, too. And they shake on it. Um, and Hurley asks him, you know, how do you know about all this, you know, electrical engineering stuff? And he's like, well, I was in military communications. I fought in the Gulf War. And he's like, oh, no way, dude. My friend was in the he fought in the Gulf War. He was in the 72nd Airborne or whatever. Yeah, whatever. What division were you in? He's like, I was in the Republican Guard. Yeah. And Hurley's like. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know how to take that. Yeah. Yeah. Look at the ocean. Woo. Oh, my God. Woo. Can you imagine? Of is all that, the places to be. He said, is that Kate over there in <laughs> yeah. the ocean? Yeah. <laughs> Let me just watch her for a second. He's going to journey on over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the Republican Guard, for those who don't know, is the, the Iraqi military. Because uh, I had to look it up. I'm who not being offensive. fought for Saddam Hussein. Yes, Saddam yeah. Hussein's military specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we cut to Kate bathing in the ocean. To major major click boy, clickbait for the boys. <laughs> to is what I call it. Somber, beautiful music. Because it's like fucking gladiator epic. And it's just like panning up her body. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, one of those. <laughs> Is that what you were doing while you were maybe watching? Yeah, it? Maybe that wasn't even <laughs> in the show. My brain just did that. <laughs> Chris, this was a silent scene. I think you're thinking of a completely different All song. All we heard were the waves. You know what I'm talking crashing about? Crashing against the against the sand. It reminded me of like a L'Oreal commercial. It seemed oh. really out of place. It was like because like I wanted her to look at the camera at the end and go because you're worth it. L'Oreal. <laughs> or maybe it's Maybelline. Yeah, that been awesome. Maybe it's Maybelline. I mean, I dug it. Good scene. Good scene. I bet you would. And then, and then Sun walks up. Says the guy who took it off his 
top three favorite moments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a joke. Sure, sure. It was a joke after the fact. <laughs> delete, delete. Uh, I'm just the only one being honest here. How about that? And then uh, Sun walks up. And she's like, oh, she seems really surprised at finding Kate nearly in the buff there. She's not even allowed to unbutton her top button, you know. Um, and then she speaks Korean and Kate just like nods. And Sun is really intrigued. Now, I'm, I'm curious because, again, I'm an idiot. Uh, I, I frequently get bonked here. But did you <laughs> did you feel like Sun like there was some sexual tension there or just like a, I wish I was as free as you I think I don't think it's sapphic related. I think it's more um what's it called? She's idolizing this freedom that Kate has that she does not. Um and I feel like what uh Sun was doing was trying to just get her attention cuz she was like pointing over to like the crash or something else. Yeah. So I just interpret it as oh she's Yeah, like Saeed's got the thing working over there. Yeah. He told me to come get you. Yeah. Um but I don't think I never I didn't interpret it as sexual. Mm. I thought it was projecting potentially. Mm, really? <laughs> mm. Maybe. I think there's it's definitely a pointed choice to have Sun be the one to tell her like, hey, the thing's fixed. Go over there. Yeah. Um, I think that is a, 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 because a pointed decision. Her bathing on the in careers. the ocean yeah. openly like that is is uh, the complete opposite of her experience mm-hmm. because of her husband's control. And is it right. this shot or is it it's a little later on when. She, uh, she unbuttons her shirt again. And I think like, that's later in that's the episode. Later. Okay. It's later when she like angrily. I think it's when he takes the food from her. No, uh, I think her. the ultimate point of this scene is to show the juxtaposition between these two female characters. Yeah. And how one of them is clearly, you know, has the freedom to Except. express her body in a way. And then the other one is restricted mm-hmm. by this. this but is ironically Kate- not supposed to be free at all. But also another way is that Kate is allowed to be involved and take a leadership role in the party, whereas Sun's being kind of her her husband's keeping her like, don't interact with them. Don't engage when she clearly wants to. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, after that, um, Kate comes up to Saeed. The radio is working, but not getting a signal. You remember those days, right? No bars. This is pre-LTE. This is Tuesday for me, baby. This is way before (laughs) 4 and 5G. This was Tuesday for me. Uh, and then high ground is needed, uh, much like Obi-Wan. Yes. I was going to, I almost said Anakin, and I was like, wow, he's the one that needed it. How I do saw, I phrase this joke? I heard you pause, and I'm just, I'm, let me just step in and just say the name for him. <laughs> <laughs> let me save him the embarrassment. But no, I love how, you know, Saeed is like, we need to be strategic about using the batteries. I think getting a high ground is the most beneficial like way to use the batteries and there's just like a pan of forever case pov watching the fucking mountains as oh, they geez. get like higher oh that's gonna be a long she's day like, fuck ah oh, shit he's like we gotta get high and then charlie popped up like what <laughs> right where are we going on there <laughs> i'm in uh and then the the shrapnel guy is still just sitting there impaled uh and and i think it's is it hurley uh, Kate Kate comes up to Jack and tells her that she's going to go on this hike. He's worried about the monster, and he she's the one that's kind of like, I thought you said leave the shrapnel in. Yeah, and he's like, that was yesterday. I thought it would be saved by now. There's so many ifs. Yeah, yeah. If we if that stays in there much longer, he's definitely going to die. So, but if we take it out, there's a chance if everything goes right, 
he'll live. Yeah, if I can stop the bleeding and if I can find some antibiotics and uh, so many. And if Mercury's in retrograde uh-huh. and, <laughs> and Gatorade. Yeah. yeah and yeah. if it doesn't rain for 72 hours. Right. And uh, if the monster doesn't eat us by then. Yeah. I loved, I loved all of this scene until like the he cares for Kate so much thing pops up because he's like, OK, I get it. You have to go. Well, uh, listen, and this is his advice. This is his advice. I also cackled at this. Listen, OK, tell me, tell me <laughs> if you run into one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. Run. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> no shit. Like, I was like, no shit, mansplainer. The fuck? <laughs> what? Here's my advice. I really wish. Okay. I, really I don't want you to lose one of my babes. <laughs> okay, Travis. Babes. If I were to lose just one of these babes, I don't know what I would do myself. But I, I don't know if it's just like they're really forcing the, the like. Jack the, chemi- the protector. The chemistry of yeah. these two characters, I'm sure eventually like forming a romantic relationship. But I'm like, you guys don't know each other at all. And you're expressing this dramatic sense of like worry. Yeah. I love you. (laughs) I've only known you for 48 hours, maybe even less. I feel like we're really gelling. Yeah. Oh, okay. You remember that time you sewed up my wound? (laughs) Yeah. It was yesterday. Like Uh, good times. Yeah. What a meet cute. I just want to see those drapes. <laughs> Bonk. No. No! You got, she sewed them. Oh, my gosh. Out. I would have loved if after he was like, run, it would have just cut to her, and she's like, okay. <laughs> what, what, or, cool. she's, or she's like, no shit, yeah. Sherlock. Duh. That would have been a great I would have saved the scene Oh, for really? Me. I should run and oh, not really? just stand there like a helpless damsel? Right. Which... <laughs> Yeah, we, we cut back to Jen and Son, and uh, they have some kind of snacks of some sort. Snack. He's like pre- preparing snack. portions. I think it's uh, uh, ocean. Snack. Huh? I think it's sea urchin because earlier they showed him like reaching in the ocean. Oh, that's and right. Oh, a sea urchin. Okay. I also was wondering what it was. Okay. I didn't know either. Thank everybody's, you for clearing that up. Everybody's turning it down, and I'm like, "What is it?" I thought it was like mandarin oranges. I was like, "Those are that's delicious." What it like, yeah, like clementines. It, the response everyone's giving him is not warranted. Like, everyone's like, "No, dude, that looks like shit." I'm <laughs> yeah. not. I'm hungry. like, "I'm, I'm starving." Hungry. I'm not that hungry. They look. It looks like. Nothing. You love seafood, though. I do love you seafood. Do, he got the the Jerry Weintraub's clam show in L.A. You mm. goddamn right. I got Jerry Weintraub's clam show. <laughs> I mean, show. I do enjoy sea- seafood as well, but like, I don't know if picking it straight off the Give beach it to me and raw. eating it. What's, What's, a sea What's a sea urchin? Like there's just the spindly things that'll stab you they're, on yeah, the coral. Yeah, they're spindly. Those are scary. It hisses at you. Sea urchins. No. <laughs> I'm out of the ocean. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's definitely what he was handing him. He yeah. just pulled up a picture of sea urchin prepared. Oh, oh and it's all orangey like that. Yeah, look at that. Oh. You see it? Oh, no, you switched pictures to one with like a fried egg. Oh, and whoops. It. There, there you go. Yeah. Okay. That's it right there, baby. Let me, I'm going to get the camera so the YouTube people can see it. So she tries to get a snack. She tries to grab yum, yum, one snake. of the sea urchins, and he like slaps her hand. And I guess his whole plan is to like... Like, he thinks he's on the show Survivor, and he's trying to form an alliance. He's trying to get an alliance. Yeah. yeah. He's like, we don't want to be voted off this island. No, you can't eat this. Because um, it goes against his, like, you know, isolated mentality. So the, the husband takes the food to Hurley, and Hurley's hilarious. He's like, what's that, man? <laughs> oh, def- no, I don't want that at nah, all. Bro. Big ill, bro. Nah. Big ill. I'm starving, but not that hungry. Right. Uh, he's very offensive, right? 
Uh, and then this is when we get the scene where Walt's reading the comic book, except that it's in Spanish. Uh, and, and oh, wait, wait, wait. This is the part where she unbuttons her shirt. Yeah, when he walks yeah. away. Yeah, she buttons he, the top Yeah, he walks back. away to like give the food to everybody, and she's like, mm, fuck <clears throat> you. I'm a collarbone out. Hope somebody sees it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scandalous right now. Um, and then we find out that, uh, you know, we get little hints that Michael's been estranged from Walt in this scene. But also he says the most heinous thing you could ever say to a little boy who's just lost his dog. Yeah. Uh, I'll get you another dog when we get home. Hey, man. <sighs> Guess what? Fuck you. Get ready. We're getting another dog when we get home. And because I don't have any. Uh, relationship with the dog you had, so mm-hmm. it means nothing to me. Oh, he's mad at me now. Why is yeah. he so mad? I told him I'd get him another dog. Yeah, if something happened to Pippin and then the next day someone's like, hey, guess what, buddy? We're going to get another dog. Forget about Pippin. I'm like, I fucking hate you. <laughs> right. That's a Pippin terrible thing to say. Pippin the dog is the best. Yeah. He'll live forever. Like, I had a childhood dog. I don't think I'll ever have another dog again. And my cat that I have currently, once, you know, 20 years from now, hopefully she lives forever. Maybe never. Yeah. Yeah. But I can never get another cat after her. At least Very the attached. day of, nobody's going to say no. that because they're not idiots. No. Um, and then we cut to uh, Charlie, who ran off to do some more heroin. Mm-hmm. And that's Dopey so dope. much heroin in that bag. Good for him because he's going to be stuck on the island for a while. But I love, I always like when TV writers, you know, as an addict, portray scenes in the most non druggy way possible. <laughs> like they're just dumping it in their fucking hand and just like, rough snorting it like no it's you have to be they're very meticulous you don't want to waste any of it and that guy is just ah, ah. <laughs> we shove some of this brown sugar at my face and hopefully some gets in no he'd be he'd be laying that on the on the on a log that he'd been sanding all day it's <laughs> <laughs> my heroin log stay away from it i've been carved two <laughs> divots in the back so it fits on my legs <laughs> You know, she's no. Apparently, the the studio was like, you can't show him doing drugs, so they never. I actually bet show it's like him a network mm-hmm. thing, ingesting it. Yeah, gotcha. even like he, on the plane, he does a, a nummy. Mm-hmm. You don't do you don't do nummies of heroin. <laughs> <laughs> I was it's wonder- very very bitter. I was wondering what kind of drugs it were it was because he was eating it in in the plane, and then now he's. Yeah. Just, I mean, he would lick it to make sure he got every crumb. Yeah. But it's not like it doesn't make your gums numb or anything like Coke does. It's right. just really bitter. And then Jack sends Hurley to go look for antibiotics. Anything uh, that ends in myosin or psyllin. Yeah, psyllin for sure. I knew that one. Uh, <laughs> and then Charlie. Cillin Murphy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Charlie's high. Uh, and then we cut to Shannon, who's just looking at a dead body crying. Right. And her brother comes up to her. Boone comes up to him and it's like, what's going on with you? I was mean to him. Um, And he is this is where he becomes more brotherly in your estimation. Right, Madison? He's like, you're being worthless. Right. We all been doing shit. We're helping. You're just sitting here staring at bodies. Right. We've all been through traumatic shit. We got stuff to do. He's got a point because she's been really obstinately useless up to this point. Mm -hmm. But I also felt for her because there's a fucking body right there. Uh, Yeah. He he lacks some tact because this is the first time she's sort of been she sort of opened herself up to actually realizing what she's gone through. Whereas before she's almost been like, everything's fine. They're coming to get us. I'm going to tan. And this is the first time she's like looking at a dead person like, oh, shit happened. Like I I went through a thing. I agreed with Madison, though. I just had flashbacks of all their interactions from the first episode. Uh, Like up to now, he's been like overly patient with her rudeness and like unwillingness to help. 
And whereas a brother, I feel like would have been like, get up, you twat, you know? Yeah. But he was just like, oh, okay. Take your, take your time. Which like, is why I was like, oh, they're like a new, my first impression was they're a newly like established couple. Yeah. That are kind of, you know, in their young yeah. 20s, so whatever. So not farting in front of each like other. Like, she, exactly. she used to date his best friend, and now they've been together for a couple of months. They're taking their first big trip, and he's sure. been coveting her for years, but and so again, he wants to tread softly. I feel like the dynamic would have been, this would have been a more prominent issue in the first episode. Yeah, he would have jumped this gun sooner, or at least now it makes it kind of weird. Like, why are you being so mean all of a sudden? Um, right. But I liked it, you know, needed to be said. Yeah. Um, but then Shannon says angrily that she's going to go with Kate and Saeed on the hike. Right. And then Charlie's going to go, too. I'm definitely going because uh, <laughs> Shannon's going. Uh, and I put, is Kate not going to tell them the danger? Because this is a big point. Is for he me. going because he's attracted to Shannon? Was Is that clear? I think he's high and bored and sure. he already knows Kate the best. But also, they, I think the scene was meant to play like Shannon's an attractive woman. Mm, and he was okay. like, yeah. Yeah, I'll I'm I'll go wherever you go. Trying to hang out? I would die for you. <laughs> we are. Everybody. Okay, Jack. Chill. You're emulating. For you. you're, you're emulating Jack right now. I ran over here just so I could tell you. <laughs> they should have thrown it in where hey, in the background you just hear Charlie go. Hey, before you go, Kate. <laughs> well, is he breathing too hard? Because this is what Jack <laughs> this does. Is what he does. Every scene, I'm always just got to run it. Pilots up there. Guys, <laughs> pilots up there. <laughs> I just Guys, noticed casually. <laughs> if you see something crazy out there, just remember. Wait. <sighs> Run. <laughs> <laughs> He's always out of breath in every scene. <laughs> <laughs> There's dinosaurs. <laughs> Dino DNA. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, from here on out, whenever we do Jack impersonations, he's yes. got out, out of breath. That's Spare. awesome. Spared no expense. <laughs> I just got out. Hold on, I'm fucking dizzy. <laughs> I'm hyperventilating. Oh, wow. Shit. That's so well, funny. As they're all getting ready to go on their the new fellowship adventure, uh, we get a, a shot of of uh, redneck Siggy guy. He's reading a letter, a handwritten letter, while he's smoking a cigarette. Smoking one of what has to be very few cigarettes. Yeah, he's he's burning through those pretty quickly. I know, in one would not seem. salvaging it at all. Uh, and I guess he has a change of heart, depending on whatever is written in that letter. He has a change of heart, and he ends up running up to join the fellowship. And Kate's like, oh. You're you're ready to join Yay. us now, and he says, "I'm a complex guy, sweetheart." Toots, toots, <laughs> not the toots. <laughs> well, you know um, who else is very complex? Kate. Well, other than Kate, I feel like all of them at this point. I mean, they're all com- pretty complex. Our characters. patrons, our patrons are very complex. Oh my gosh, uh, <laughs> these are our super patrons. Read them for the all month like of Jack. June. <sighs> <laughs> Hey, everybody. 25 minutes I just want to thank everybody who supports us, the show, streaming things. God, it's really great that you guys do that. Thank you so much. I want to thank out Chester Copperpot, Sam Valentino, Svento7, oh, God, Jaron Bowers, <laughs> Jenny, A.K. Ashley Ray, Alan Tomlinson. Oh, thank you so much. Wendy O'Loughlin, Jason Hawkins, Trey Brera, stand-up guy, Conrad, David Malfara, Kaylee Sampson, Rabbit Dog in a Barbie Car, should probably get that checked out by a doctor. Good thing I am one. Jose <laughs> Ruben Cruz Rodriguez. Thank you, Alexis Adler. Thomas Alexander. Thank you, Emmy. Joe Velez. Valerie. Aaron Layton. Thanks for the drapes. Colin, Joe Collins. Thanks, Amanda King. Sun-loving mortal. Oh, the sun's too bright out. 
Thank you, Andrew Gray, Jinglich, Morgoon. It's a family name. Thank you, Jen Robinson, Kate, Chloe Richardson, <laughs> Kalisha Reeves, Kiki Newton, Kevin Strother, Jeanette Murphy, Casey McCain. And ends up, I want to sit down. That's how I feel after uh, reading that list every time anyway. <laughs> now, that's either. That was a good job. It's either ASMR. For the listeners, are really fucking annoying, or, or they turned it off. <laughs> yeah, one or the other. If you would like to become a patron member and get your name read out, you can become so by going to streaming or uh, Patreon.com/slash/streamingthings, mm -hmm. where you can become a member at a variety of tiers, including the super patrons, where we get the shout out every month, mm -hmm. every Come episode, on. extra content, after mm -hmm. hours, bonus episodes. We love you for helping you, helping us have this show here. Thank you yeah, so much. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, they, we cut to a montage, and then uh, I wrote, "Dang, they cl they climbing, climbing." Yeah, <laughs> I have written. Um, <laughs> imagine them trying to come down? Question mark. Yeah, can you like no water, no food? It's not easy to do what they're doing. No, like, no. I would be instantly regretting that journey. Two of them have to help Shannon at all times. Yeah, Boone and Saeed are on on Shannon duty. I would be Shannon for sure. One hundred percent, you would be Shannon. <laughs> Pull me up. <laughs> Carry me. Uh, and then we get that really old school score. I thought it was interesting. I mean, this is again like a, it was like like new Hollywood cinema kind of uh, orchestral stuff. I really dug it though. I'm, I'm into it. Um, and then Michael's, we cut to Michael sad. Uh, and Michael Jack, sad. Michael sad. <laughs> Jack searching for a blade. I'm looking for a blade. Um, and then he didn't know how old his son was. He was like, he's 10, nine, 10. You know, it's one 10. of those things. Um, or if he spoke Spanish, I wrote, and I'm starting to pick up that this is intentional and I'm getting excited. Mm -hmm. um, and then Jack's like, oh, what dog? Is it a lab? Oh, yeah, it's over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it yesterday. <laughs> and then he finds like an old school razor and that's the blade he's going to use for surgery. Um, yeah. And Michael's like, son of a bitch, that lab's still alive. <laughs> I knew that Vincent's so crafty. Uh, we cut to Orange Peel Scar Guy. Uh, he playing a game in the sand. He's got a little... Common. Uh, he's not playing just any game. It's backgammon. Is That's all the these oldest facts game about in the world real? It's five thousand years old. My older guy. than Jesus Christ. Older than Je yeah. Jesus Christ played backgammon. I bet. I didn't know backgammon was five thousand years old. I didn't either. I don't think I've ever played a game. I didn't know. I don't still play. played it. <laughs> it's just. It's like one of those games on your computer that, like back in the day, it would come with that you're, you're not going to click. You're going to go Minesweeper. You're going to go Solitaire. Nobody or clicks backgammon. Like your mom bought you the. 10, you know, board. 10 games in one. Yeah. yeah. And, and then you only played chess and checkers because yes. that's the only thing you knew how to play. And then, and then you, you saw this board for the backgammon and you're just like, I don't fucking know. What this Can is. you imagine you go to your bro's house? You're 10 years old. You're, oh. you're, you're a young Jack Shepard. You run in his room. <sighs> hey, man. Hey, hey bro. Let's Kate. play some games. And your 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 boy whips out backgammon. <laughs> You're fucking out of there. You know what I mean? <laughs> not even a clue. Not even a shoots and ladders. He's no. coming out with backgammon. So you I pulled up backgammon on uh, on Wikipedia. Sure. And it says, is it backgammon is a two-player board game played with counters and dice on table boards. It is the most widespread Western member of the of the large family of table games whose ancestors date back nearly 5,000 years to the region of Mesopotamia and Persia. The earliest record of backgammon itself dates to 17th century England, mm. being, a old. being descended from 16th century game of Irish. Because, like, chess is really old, for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, so Orange Peel guy is full of shit here, just telling kids <laughs> nonsense. 
mean, it's one of those things like you're not off, but you're not 100% true with the statement. Right, right. They had dice made from bones, right? And that's when we find out that Walt lives in Australia with his mom, or he did. His mom died a couple of weeks ago, and I put brilliant. Uh, You're having a bad month. This is where I fell in love (laughs) with the orange peel guy, because that was his response. (laughs) Oh, you're having a fucked up month. Which is just like, it's not super sensitive, but it's also, I think Walt appreciated it. Like... Mm -hmm. You treat him like an adult. Just keeping him real. Yeah. And like, yeah. I, I really, I'm liking this guy because he's chilling, playing a game. He's not, he doesn't have time for the nonsense. Uh, yeah, that's he's a just enjoying month, himself man. on that beach playing backgammon. And he was looking for, he was hoping Walt would come up and play with him. That was such a good line. I was obsessed with it. No, you're having a bad month. And Walt's <laughs> like, yeah, actually, I'm not going mention it. Yeah. This is pretty fucked up. Can't um, find my dog either. He teaches him about backgammon. And then he says, Walt, do you want to know a secret? And the scene cuts. Dun, dun. <sighs> I don't think we know what the secret is, even to this day. Mm. Uh, And we cut to uh, Jen is now offering the sea urchin to Claire at this point. She pretends to like it, and then she feels the baby move. The sea urchin woke the baby. She's very happy about this. She makes him feel it, which makes him extremely uncomfortable and was fun to watch. (laughs) I love the range of emotions that that actor plays uh with Jin in that moment because at first he's like no no I don't Daniel Day Kim is the actor he's like no yeah. no I don't want to no please and then she puts his hand and then she feels the baby moving and he's like like whoa whoa there's a ba- there's a baby in there yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, and then like he's like wait no no I should be touching another woman uh, right, weird right. lady let, let me go away I don't like, even touch my wife's stomach <laughs> <laughs> yeah ma'am ew <laughs> gross right cooties like I love this small scene because a, you know, it, it, you know, it's happy. Like Claire's baby's still alive, and she's just a bright ray of sunshine as a person. Mm-hmm. And then you get just seeing him go through those stages really brings a lot to like. Wow, there's a there's a lot more to this dude we don't know yet, mm-hmm. and I'm interested to see what that is. Yeah. yeah. And then we cut to the redneck screaming at Saeed to check the transceiver. Right. We're, we're up pretty high now. Let's, we're in a wide open space. Yeah. And Saeed's like, no, we got to get up higher. Right. And they, they start arguing. But in the middle of the uproar, we hear a loud thud slash roar. Um, roar. And something starts. Right, yeah. Just like that. There's actually that was an audio clip from the show. It was. Yeah. And something starts running towards them. Shannon immediately begins screaming her head off. I should never have come. And they all run away except for. The the hillbilly guy. I know what my stand my ground laws are. Honestly, he's pretty fucking brave for yeah, what he does. I mean, for I'm going to be I want to be the guy that says it. And uh, he pulls out a gun and it's a fucking bear. Not only that, it's a fucking polar bear. Yeah. yeah. What the, the fuck? <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, I would have been less confused if it was a dinosaur. You know what I mean? Really? Yeah, I would have been like, oh, it's a fantasy. Yeah, because you think that because there's like, dinosaurs but this out there. Is a grounded thing where I'm like, okay, yeah. What? Is this the same thing that killed the pilot? No, no. Mm. Charlie says this is only a tiny version yeah. of what killed it, the pilot. It doesn't have a certain gargantuan quality about it mm. yeah. that would lead me to believe it killed the That's pilot. That's true. Yeah. Just, it's just a bear size quality. Yes, yeah. even though it is the largest bear. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I just like, how the fuck did the hillbilly guy get a gun? <laughs> On a plane, mm-hmm. especially post 9-11. It was a marshal because he had a badge. I thought it was cool. I took that, too. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, tracks. If well, I see a badge, I th- that's pretty cool. I get it. I want it. We cut back to briefly Jack and Hurley doing surgery. <laughs> and uh, Hurley's awesome in this scene. It's so funny. I'm sure he's asleep. Hey, you awake? Oh, my God, they're saving us. Oh, Yay. get up. Uh, he's okay, out. He, he's out. Yeah. 
Um, and he tells him he's not so good around blood, and he tries to reiterate, no, I'm not so good around blood, right? Even though the dude's already bleeding everywhere. Yeah. Right. Well, I, I get it. That. I don't want to escalate the situation. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And Jack's just like, don't look at it. Just don't look. Just don't just look. look. So Hurley ends up passing out <laughs> on him. <laughs> <laughs> Like, imagine that guy wakes up right then. Just just don't look at it, Hurley. (laughs) I need to hand me me the strips. (laughs) I love that when we cut back to the fellowship, the first line is, no, it's a polar bear. Like, they're just standing <laughs> there. Because I get it, right? And then, yeah. where from where? Bear Village? Um, and then they start arguing about the gun. And Well, real quick, Shannon, <laughs> Shannon is just, like, finally makes the connection. Polar bears don't live in the forest. Yeah. And Charlie's like, spot on. Yeah. Spot on. Spot on. <laughs> spot on. <laughs> it's from Bear Village. Yeah. That's where the fuck it's from. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they like, hey, how'd you get a gun? And he's like, well, I found it uh, on a marshal. And they're like, oh, you knew it was on the marshal because you're the prisoner. Those handcuffs were yours. Uh, and we find out pretty soon that there's a twist to that. But he actually doesn't dispute that. He's just like, oh, I'm the criminal. Well, you're a terrorist. Uh, talking to Saeed because he's mm-hmm. racist. Uh, and at that point, Kate, extremely ballsy, steals the gun, but then doesn't know how to use it. Yeah. yeah, she's like one of those those videos you see on YouTube where it's like an old guy like, this is how you disarm somebody who <laughs> robs you. Oh, and he like, it's just like a plant and he just lets him take the gun. But Kate legit is that dude. But yeah. Like, yeah. She is the what that dude wants to be. She's just, it's so smooth the way she disarms. Uh, she just kind of grabs it and he's caught slipping because she doesn't even know how to use it. Yeah. She yeah. just points she's, it at him like, Saeed, what do I do? Yeah, how do I disengage it? <laughs> and they're like, pull the trigger. And she's like, no, 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 I want to take it apart. <laughs> and I love how he walks her through it. Like, it is it is a really tense moment because she doesn't know what she's doing. That's the worst because she doesn't know how to use a gun. It's very scary that she has it. Yeah. Oh, she. And you, you, don't, you don't want to. Uh, oh, dun, dun, dun. Is this all a facade? Ma- Madison thinks Kate is super sus. I think she is. I, I'm not getting that vibe because the flashback that we get leads me to believe she's caught up in some stuff that perhaps she was framed for or misunderstood mm. because the marshal's like, he's really cocky about it. Yeah. He's a dick, but he's like, hey, you never know. They might believe your story, you know, mm. and which yeah. that's the kind of line you say to somebody who is, in fact, innocent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she was the criminal in handcuffs on the plane being escorted by a marshal back yes. in the States. Yes. But, well, I kind of jumped ahead, but because we do get a, a – or as soon as I almost start to respect – the hillbilly a little bit for like his bravery and maybe there's more to him, blah, 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 blah. Uh, then he looks at uh, Kate and he's like, I've been with girls like you. I know what you're about. Right. Which is just smarmy, slimy bullshit. I, know all about I was you. just like, okay, he's trying to be all enemies to lovers here. And I'm like, I'm not, Mm-mm. I'm I not digging that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh God. No, I would rather see him. Fuck Jack for sure. <laughs> <laughs> honestly yeah um or see kate with literally maybe saeed honestly i feel like that would oh, be that would I'm be in, a good that would be a be. good combo <laughs> oh yeah right flashback to kate's plane ride and this is where we find everything out uh she's with kate's wild ride uh she's with a douchebag dude who is a, a shrapnel guy right yeah that's mm-hmm. that's we another did, reveal we, later which that's why we she's been know, like, is he okay? We don't know the shrapnel guy is him until they show his face. When after he wakes the, up, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Which is interesting because that adds a dynamic of her being like, is he okay? Or Right. Maybe we should just I kill him. I next to him. <laughs> well, we just, Which is why I think she's a little sussy sus. Should we pull it out? I think we should pull it out. <laughs> I think, we'll I think he pillow. should bleed we out. We put him out of his misery. <laughs> yeah, I think he should bleed out. Then die. Um, and then, yeah, he says on the off chance they'll believe your story. There's tension there. And this is before I was taking these notes before I realized she was in cuffs. I'm an idiot. I was like, there's tension here. Uh, <laughs> but then he gets like smacked in the fucking head by yeah. some kind of debris. I didn't see what it was. It's a carry on luggage bag. It, Damn. it looked like it was like a hard. It looks like band like equipment, equipment, Charlie's stuff. I think. I mean, it like looked like amp? it was. Like, it looked it looked big damn. and heavy. And then I put it was all a Samsonite case. I was like, why is that in the with Samsonite? Your stuff is. I was like, why is that in the carry on? Above, but anyway, it was a different time. Sure. (laughs) And then I put all caps. She's wearing the handcuffs. Oh my gosh. Um, And then we cut back to Saeed. Oh wait, we got an important thing though because the plane starts going down. Uh huh. And she's and and it's a really great scene because the oxygen masks drop Mm -hmm. and she can't put the oxygen on her face because she's handcuffed. So she's struggling to do that, but she's able to sneak into the marshal's pocket, steal the keys. She takes off the handcuffs, gets the mask on her, but then she. Gets the oxygen mask for him, and so she's trying to make sure he's okay. Not yeah. Before I, the tail rips off. I remember last wild. episode wild. when she's like, I saw everything? Well, now we got to see the tail get ripped off. And, and was yeah. that like kind of in front of her and to the left? She's, she's, she's like sucked out. Yeah. I like his whole that. seat, right? Yeah, it takes him all Just of bad it. luck. Uh, but I thought it was very telling of her character to put the oxygen on yeah, the Yeah, not something the somebody sus would do. I don't know. Even I think you can still be nice, but you can still have. Um, that's not the recommended stuff. method. You're supposed to put your own oxygen on first. Well, well that's what she, she did. did. She does that. She Before does she do puts that. it on the guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't think so. Mm, I think you're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> we'll just agree to disagree. All right. Okay. I mean, it's it's there. She does put it on. I think it comes off, oh. and then she puts it on a second time. Because the, the, the scene ends before the, the tail yeah. rips off. The last shot we get of them two is her putting it on for yeah. sure. No, yeah, you're you're right in that she puts it, it. She puts it on first. It comes off of her while she's putting it on him, and then she puts uh, it back on. Okay, ready to walk it back, guys. You're welcome. Ready to walk because you know I got Hulu on my laptop. <laughs> I just watched this like an I know, hour ago. The, we got the receipts. It's there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I anyway. made the note like, oh, she's doing the right thing. Yeah. She did. There's there's multitudes to Kate. Multitudes. Layers. Um, but then back at the fellowship, you. Saeed says, we Make should keep over. going. I know. <laughs> like a, or, or parfait. Everybody loves parfaits. Uh, I thought we were quoting Shrek, guys. You got we were. cowardly on me. Uh, <laughs> no, I th- I, I, That's I, a quote from Shrek? Parfaits? Everybody loves yeah. parfaits. It's donkey. Yeah. Oh. It's the same scene. Why can't we be parfaits? Everybody loves parfaits. <laughs> yeah. Because oh. he's telling donkey. him not to use onion as that the metaphor. That was an unfortunate oversight on my part. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's why you were looking at me so confused. Okay. <laughs> like parfaits. Okay. Are we talking about McDonald's desserts? I was talking about Shrek, you weirdo. I know. Um, so, yeah. We cut back to who we find out right now is the actual marshal. The dude dun, wakes dun, up dun. while Jack's doing surgery. Where is she? Again. So weird. Much like the flight attendant. <laughs> You're way too serious about your job, my guy. <laughs> Where is he? I don't know you're talking about, man. Like, he went full Christian Bale Batman. Where's Rachel? <laughs> <laughs> Not like, what happened? Where are we? Where is she? Very weird. 
Saeed is incredible at math. Can we just talk about that? Yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah, holy shit. What he did in his head, I couldn't do with a calculator. It took me a while to even know what he was talking about. <laughs> I knew what he was I knew what he was doing when he was like talking it out, but I was like, he's really gonna do that math in his head. Mm-hmm. No, that's all that's no, he's not. That's big. Yeah, so, so they it. so they get to the top of the mountain, they go to check the, the radio, they've got one bar of signal. Uh, but we they're got getting, a bar. They're getting feedback, so they can't send a message because there's found feedback. A bar. Uh, they'd start curling it. And it was just what? like, no, it was like, oh, like a Joe's. restaurant. Yeah. It's like, we're going to smoke a Joe's. My immediate <laughs> thought was a bar. What Willy are you Wonka drinking? A chocolate bar with the golden ticket. <laughs> well, I love how we all went different, different bars with that. Different. I was like, Oompa Loompa. You started curling. You thought chocolate bar. And I thought, not Alky just chocolate bar. bar. Willy Wonka, Oompa Loompa, yeah. chocolate bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the watering hole. <laughs> we got a nice sarsaparilla. <laughs> Or they find a bar with Willy Wonka chocolate bars in it, and there's a gym right next door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. They call it a mini mall. The three <laughs> food court. Uh, but yes. But yeah, there's a transmission already being broadcast that's kind of interfering with theirs. So that's they why lock, there's feedback. Yeah. They lock into the signal, and it's in French. Uh, and they're like, oh, who speaks French? But Shannon does. Do you think Shannon Enza turned French. it off right then? Oh, she's like, oh, fuck this show. The French, <laughs> I'm out. No, thank you. Because <laughs> <laughs> our wine is too rich for English belly. <laughs> this is me, the French arc. I have been abandoned on this island for very long, approximately 16 years and several months. <laughs> and I would very orc. much like to, you have found, we have found a way to get the French arc back onto this show. <laughs> Madison is very confused because she does not know this character. I don't know anything. I know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's the French orc. I love it. From the Rings of Power. <laughs> For those of you who listen to our Rings of Power coverage, yeah. you know the French orc. 6,000 people are so happy right now. <laughs> uh, Let's be honest, 3,000. <laughs> Some of those episodes popped off. Um, yeah, so they're speaking French and everybody's yelling. And Shannon supposedly speaks French, right? And there's a funny mm-hmm. interaction because Boone's like, she's like, I don't speak French. She's like, you lived in Paris for a year. And she's like, I was partying, not studying. <laughs> He's like, yeah, but you were talking to people. And it's like, a, it's a really funny, like tense argument. Mm-hmm. And But it's also frustrating because you know that you should be listening to the message. And even as a viewer, you're like, shh. Yeah. He's, you know. Especially when so, uh, uh, a redneck guy keeps popping off on him. It's like, dude, yeah, shut up. Definitely you shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't even know where France is, my de- my guy. <laughs> Um, that's where we get the fries. That's where we got these cigarettes. <laughs> that's where we get the fries. Um, and it's, well, I think at this point in the show's history, it's their freedom fries. Their freedom fries, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Forgot about that. What a weird time that was. But the message is on a loop is what Saeed's realizing. Um, and slowly, Shannon does kind of calm down and believe in herself and starts to translate. Please help me. Please come get me. I'm alone now on the island alone. The others, they're dead. It killed them. It killed them all. And then, which if that's not dark and foreboding enough, Saeed says, all right, I've been doing the math. Because <laughs> In my head. Every iteration. It's a 30-second loop. And, and every iteration has a count number to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he did, like, the number times 30 seconds and how many days that equals, right? And he came up with 16 years and five months of iterations that that message has been transmitting. Um, and the, the implication is that they're still stuck there, or else why would it be transmitting? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the episode ends... Uh, Somebody, it was Charlie. Charlie. Where are we? And then he goes, Lost. That's where the fuck you are. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I love it. Like, it's so 
it's it's hard to explain because it's I feel like if a show like this was to exist now, I think the context of it being in 2004 is what makes it so much better. Like, I, I think if a show like this came out now, it would be kind of like cringy. But the fact that it's coming out like it would did, still crush, though, I think it would like it, those shows like Manifest and stuff on Netflix. Sure. People love that shit. Yeah. But I was pumped after watching this and I watched it twice. I was you did. I was so pumped. So you get so that's the end of the episode. You guys are p- pumped to see the next one. I'm, You're still riding honestly, high like said, lost. It, it's I, it's upsetting to me that I can't just watch all of season I, I one know. in a day. Yeah, I could, and then just go. But now that would ruin my reactions. So I can't. Mm. But can I say? So I watch it on Hulu, and Chris, it sounds like you do as well. I do now. Yeah, I remember I watched I know, the first one on Freebie, and I'm still getting I'm getting like commercials in the middle of the, of the oh, episodes yeah. and I, and it kind of is very nostalgic and I kind of like it yeah. honestly, because it helps me keep like, Oh, you've got the free version of who cut up on my notes. What is no, it? No, it's not free. It's like six bucks. Yeah. Oh, okay. for the commercial. I have the non commercial. Oh. Yeah. Version. I have the mm. ad free Hulu as well. Oh, <laughs> must be nice. <laughs> Are they using the real uh, commercial break spots though? I think so. Because I haven't seen any, like, very odd breaks yeah. in, the, in the show. Like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. Where are... Welcome back to Tide Pods. Yeah. <laughs> That's a terrible spot to put an ad. Welcome back to Tide Pods. I didn't do a good commercial. <laughs> I didn't do a good commercial skit impression, Steve. Mm. Way to call attention to it. <laughs> Welcome back to Tide Pods. <laughs> this is a great commercial. <laughs> I'm good at writing ad copy. Steve, take us home with Bitch Please. Beach, right? please. Uh, Bring us back. This is Beach Please. Did I say bitch? You did, you did. say that. <laughs> Just bleep that. The, bleep the, that and post. The segment is called Beach Please because they're on a beach. Uh, but this is the, the segment of the show where I kind of dive into the, the trivia about the specific episode that we just watched. And this is pilot part two. Are you guys ready to dive in to some trivia? Beach Learn Please. Some things? Yes, I am. All right, so the first one is a little bit of a of a correction. Uh, not so much a correction, it's an oversight on my part from last episode, but it still fits for this one. And a lot of people wrote in for this very specific bit of trivia, and I loved it. I was ashamed of myself that I did not know this. Uh, but a bunch of people wrote in, but I'm going to read specifically Chris's email. Not this Chris, a different Chris. Mm. Very cool person named Chris. They write... Unlike ours. They write, hi, Steve, because all of our lost correspondence has been titled Steve's Eyes Only. I like, appreciate that. Several people that. have had that subject line. Please continue that if you were talking about spoilers so that Chris Thank and you. Madison do not actually uh, accidentally get spoiled. But Chris writes, hi, Steve. This isn't actually a spoiler or anything, but felt it might be something fun for you to reveal on the show for Beach, please. In honor of you... Ha- uh, in honor of you having Steve the dog from Yellow Jackets, which may not actually be an honor since we don't know what happened to him and Thaisa does not have a good track record with dogs, I wanted to point out a Lost-related dog name tie-in to the pod. The dog who plays Vincent on the show is in real life, named Madison. Aww. Aww. Anyways, love the coverage. Pumped for more, Chris. But yeah, the hey. dog is actually named Madison. Madison's represent. Yeah, stand up. Heck I yeah. finally got a nickname because we're tight. I can't call you son. That was just a joke. I can call you Vincent. Vincent? In like a weird you can call flip. me. You can call me Vince. How about that? Vinny? Vince. Hey, dog. Hey, dog. <laughs> <laughs> but only you are allowed to call me Vince. Can I call you Vinny? Sure. I like I, that. I can't call you Vinny? You can call me Vinny if you want. Uh, thanks. Just yeah. wait a... 
Thanks, Vinny. Get a muscle on. <laughs> <laughs> you broke it in. <laughs> All right, our next bit of uh, trivia on Beach, please. Walt is reading a comic book, right? Uh He is reading Green Lantern slash Flash, Faster Than Friends, issue number one. Uh, The reason why that's kind of a... Probably the reason why that's in there as an Easter egg is because that is an issue of that comic where a polar bear appears. Oh. Meet Easter egg. I like that. That's cool. Uh, the, The case that hits the Marshall and busts them open. It's kind of a fun little uh, behind the scenes. That case is actually made of rubber. It's not actually a hard case because why would you hit an actor with that? Yeah. But they had put like a bunch of tubes, breakable tubes in his hairline and hit it so that when it when the, the, when the rubber case hits the him, blood. he can start bleeding immediately. That's great. So that's kind of a it fun It was little. like shocking looking. Yeah, it looked really good. Like yeah. he, he just started gushing immediately. Yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah. The flashback on the plane with Kate and the, the fire marshal was actually Evangeline Lilly's first day of shooting for the show. Oh. Uh, she actually had a really bad issue with, because she's Canadian, so she needed to get an American working visa to work on the show in Hawaii. Oh. And apparently she had a lot of trouble getting her visa so it actually made when they were shooting the whole show, they had to push back all of the scenes involving Kate to be shot last because she could not fly down there because of this visa issue. And the day it was finally approved was the same day. They're like, here's your visa. She flew down to start filming that very same. Day. I thought you were going to say they had to film her in a plane because it was like a neutral zone. It like wasn't an actual For like, international waters. Yeah, waters. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't matter if she was on the beach. She was like in That's the air. Terrible. Well, remember, there's all the plane scenes are on the same plane, plane that they shot Soul Plane on. So. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and snakes on a plane. I made that up. That would be cool, though. That would be cool. That's what they get because Canada's all, notoriously hard to get into. All plane scenes are filmed on the same set. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just one plane for everybody to borrow. Yep. And there was another listener that uh, wrote in with a bunch of stuff. Um, their name is uh, Stefan. Stephen. Stefan. Um, Stefan. Stefan. Let me know if I am. Good one, Vinny. If I'm if I'm pronouncing it incorrectly, Stefan or Stef- Stephen. Um, but they wrote a really really long email. It was very very great. A lot of great stuff in it. Um, I kind of want to pull from more stuff of it later on. Um, but. They did write in a little bit because last week I said Lloyd Bryan, or Lloyd Braun greenlit the, sh- the pilot and it was so expensive he got fired. And apparently uh, Stefan loves Lost so much that they have created a very long documentary series on YouTube. Wow. And I kind of checked out a little. I didn't have time this week to really deep dive into it. I really I'm going to do that this week. But I saw like the first couple minutes of the first episode. Really well produced. I'm going to link his series in the show notes if you guys want to check that out. Looks really great. But he wrote in kind of saying like, hey, the Lloyd Braun thing is a little bit of an urban legend. Um, He did. He didn't really get fired for greenlighting the show. The situation back then was much more complex. He left ABC, but he was more or less, he more or less quit himself and had nothing to do with the budget. Some article just claimed that he was fired for that many, many years ago. And because people repeated it again and again, people take it to be true. So yeah, it's not really true. Right. So I just wanted to point that out. Um, They also had, like I said, a bunch of great stuff in there. I will link their documentary in the show notes for you guys, but I wanted to give them a shout out because I thought... They sent in a very detailed and a chock full of information email that I appreciated. Awesome. Thank you. So that ends. Beach, please. Beach, please. Now it's time for our Mile High Club moments, our top three favorite moments from the episode. Madison, a.k.a. Vinny. What's your number three? <laughs> I got to say, like, 
I had a lot, there were a lot of moments in this one that I was very excited for. And it was very hard to pinpoint uh, my top three. Uh, but I landed on these three. My number three is when Hurley uh, passed out during Jack's surgery. Mm-hmm. I uh, I just, I loved it. Again, I think Hurley is one of the more relatable characters on the show. And uh, just, you know, Jack's trying to be this like heroine guy. And it just, Hurley's just, you know, being realistic. And it's like, I can't, I can't deal with the blood. And it was just a very funny comedic scene. So. That's why I like that one. Yeah, it was a very good scene. Steve, what's your number three? My number three is actually the flashback scene with Kate. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love it because it's really like a great example of how you can use flashbacks to reveal surprises that you don't necessarily see coming. And the way it's written in is very, very perfectly because you don't know. They kind of set Kate up. You know, she was sitting next to the shrapnel guy. So you know that about her. You kind of get this feeling that she's not exactly who she seems. They introduce the handcuffs. There's this whole, like, who has the handcuffs? And it's like, oh, it's definitely redneck guy, right? right. Like, it's definitely that yeah. dude. He seems shady. But no, it's Kate, the last person you would really expect it to be. And not only does it reveal that, but it also reveals, like, yeah, it might be Kate, but there's she's still a good person. Mm-hmm. She's still trying to help the dude that's arrested her. Yeah. Um, it, that scene does a lot for her as a character. And this is the first time I think the flashbacks really go above and beyond in servicing the story and the character development of the people in the modern day. And that's a trend that's going to continue for the rest of the series. And that's why I really, really like the scene. Yeah. My number three is also Hurley, but it's when he denies the food from Jen. Mm. Um, <laughs> I just thought it's such a small moment, but it, it, his character really opened up in this episode among many others. And, um, I loved it so much. He's so because like, he's like pretty rude about it, honestly. But that's also at that point, you're like, fuck this guy anyway, because uh, he just denied the food to his wife and stuff. So yeah. it's just even though Hurley's so nice and you wouldn't expect him to be that way. He's also not being he's just being honest, you know, like, nah, man. Yeah, uh, I don't know, it's just it was so lovable. And I could already tell how much I'm going to love this guy going forward. That mm-hmm. was my number three. Madison, what's your number two? My number two was Sawyer whipping out the gun and shooting the polar bear. I don't know why, but it just completely. You're pro hunting. It, it just caught me. <laughs> pro big game hunting, Madison. No. Yeah. It just, it really caught me by surprise. And again, I, I don't want to say I went into the show with like, well, okay. I did go into the show as like preconceived notions of like what I was going to experience. And then to be completely shifted and pivoted in different ways that I wasn't anticipating. And this was definitely one of them. Like I was genuinely shocked that this happened. Um, and so just from pure like shock value, I was like, yeah, this is, this is a good scene. Um, which is why I chose it to be my number two. Good choice. Good choice. The, the polar bear is one of the most like quintessential mysteries of the show. Like, yeah, I think when people talk about lost mysteries, the polar bear thing is the, one of the things that people bring up first. Like, what was that polar bear all about? Right. Uh, but my number two is the backgammon scene with mm. Walt and Orangeface Scar Guy. Uh, the, I think so. I am going into this show with a different perspective. Like I know where the show's going. I, I know what it is. So it's kind of fun to go back and watch it from the beginning, knowing where it ends, and seeing things kind of start and play out. And this scene in particular is really really interesting because a it does a lot with building Walt and Michael's relationship, like you mentioned, Chris. Uh, it adds a little bit more mystique to to Orange Face Scar Guy because he just 
he's he's completely separated from everyone so far. Like he's probably the character we've had the least amount of time with. And every time we do kind of interact with him, he's very mysterious. Like there's something going on with him. Yeah, he's like a wizard. Yeah, he knows something that the others don't. Like Mm -hmm. he tells Walt, like, hey, you want to know a secret? Like, what is that secret? Yeah. But then his whole dead body. (laughs) I've seen several, sir. (laughs) Uh, You want to know how to play backgammon? Not really, but I'm bored. (laughs) But yeah, he gets on this little tirade where like, you know, it's a game about two sides, light and dark. Mm. And knowing where the show goes, it's kind of funny. Like, wow, this is a very important scene in terms of like what the show becomes and what it is. And it's just kind of fun to kind of see its humble beginnings rooted in this one little scene with Orange Face Scar Guy and Walt about to play Batgammon. It's really killing me that I can't call him his real name. (laughs) (laughs) Buckle up. I'm going to call him the Orange Pill Guy for the rest of the Mm -hmm. show. As long as you can. I can. Uh, My number two is also the polar bear scene. Um, I think it was so many surprises all at once. Obviously, the fact that it's a fucking polar bear is wild. But also, we didn't know... Uh, the redneck guy had a gun and everything escalated very quickly. And, you know, from a scene of them arguing as they've been doing all episode. So it, it, it's the first taste that I got of the bonkers shit that people say about lost, right? Like, cause like monsters snatching somebody out of a plane. It, that's just, that's your, your run of the mill everyday horror, right? Like right. uh creature feature type thing. You know, they're, they're jumping the shark, normal stuff, but it's a polar bear. In the jungle, Steve. The fuck? That's uh, not where they go. And they're <laughs> no global Spot warming on. has really hurt this creature. Spot on. Spot on. Spot on. Um, yeah, love that scene, Madison. What's your favorite moment of this excellent episode? My favorite moment, I think, is Chris. Your number three, which was when you know it, it is revealed that Kate was the one in handcuffs again. Complete surprise to me. Was not anticipating that. And I'm usually really good about interpreting signs or like anything throughout a show and kind of coming to the conclusion of like what the twist is and all that stuff. Sniffing threads. Yeah. Yeah. Finny's got and a nose. So I've been very impressed He's by, got a nose. I don't know, maybe I'm out of touch. Maybe I need to retire my, my, uh, plot twist instincts, but I feel like the show has done a really good job at presenting these twists and turns in a very, like they're not random, but they're also not, um, I don't know, like, fakey like cringy like you're just like it's a very satisfying twist yeah it's not like a riverdale thing right right and so to have this reveal that kate is the one in handcuffs and then to kind of backtrack and look at her character and you know which is why i think she's a little sus because she you know was fine with having all these people come with her you know is she is she this kind of villainous character that's like oh i don't actually care about these people they're just going to be there to kind of you know protect me you know, I, that's kind of what I'm interpreting. She could very well not be this character, but it definitely, as an audience member, I'm like looking back at all the things that she's done, her motives, potential motives with the people around her. Um, and I think, you know, her motives with the shrapnel guy, you know, I, I can't tell if she wants him to survive or not. You know, like there's, I like it. It was a good reveal yeah. to kind of zoom out and look at this character's previous um actions with the other characters she's definitely got an optimus prime vibe you know more than meets the eye mm-hmm. autobots we have to get on top of the mountain <laughs> let's roll out they're french 
Oh, God. <laughs> Blaster set to kill. It's a Star Trek mixed with Transformers? Let's shag ass. <laughs> yes. Steve, what was your number one favorite moment? Oh, my number one favorite moment um, was the last moment of the episode, the uh, the guys, where are we scene, just because it's, it, it, it's a great way to get all these characters together to try to solve a problem. And I, I love that shit when you get an ensemble cast together and they're they're working through together and they, they get their individual moments to shine. Shannon speaks French, so she is able to um, interpret. And then you got the. The tension of Sawyer and all these other people um, interrupting, but the battery might die any second. We need to know what they're saying. And just the reveal that, oh, someone's been here presumably for 16 years, never got saved. We're in a very dire situation. And then just that last shot of Charlie is going, guys, where are we? Mm-hmm. Like, like it, it, I, I, it, that moment for whatever reason gets me so hyped. Like, where are they indeed? I yeah. want to know. Let's t- lost next episode. Hit it. But we can't hit it. I couldn't hit it. I wanted to. Yeah. We had to quit it. (laughs) Uh, My favorite moment of the episode was uh, the backgammon scene with Walt and uh, whatever his name is. Orange Peel. Orange Peel guy. Orange Peel guy. Uh, I, again, yeah, I just thought there's so much mystique to that character. And it's almost as if maybe he wasn't even on the plane. Maybe he's just there walking the beach and he's such a goofball. He just picked up an orange and was like, oh, hey, neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Uh, that's the vibe. He's the that he French woman me. that's been there for 16 he's and a, a half French years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he finally talks. Oui, oui. Je, je m'appelle Orange Peel Guy. <laughs> je m'appelle. <laughs> Uh, Bonjour. He pulls like a Mission Impossible, like rips his face off and reveals a French lady. Like, she gets my signal. My message is on the repeat. Goodness. That's my favorite moment. Which brings us to the Passenger Princess Award, our favorite performance of the episode. Madison, who are you nominating? Again, very hard to choose. I have, I want to say, six names laid out in front of me of potential people to give this award to. Mm. But um, I ended up choosing, and I hope I say her name correctly, Yeonjin Kim, who plays Sun. Um, Excellent choice. I think the scenes between her and her husband are very intense and strange. And I think... I'm sure directing those scenes, there's there's a lot for us to interpret that we're, that's not being said or that is being said just from like her body language. And I really enjoy the juxtaposition between her and Kate's character. And just you're you're picking up that there's a lot more there than is what than what's being shown. And I think as an actress, that is really difficult to portray. And I'm sure there's a lot of elements um you know, Chris, you kind of alluded to this as well. It's like, I'm sure there's some cultural elements too, to like kind of hold and represent there as well. Um, and I just think she did a really good job at embodying all of those different things. Um, but yeah, she was my, my choice. But like I said, it was, it was tough, but I, I think too, a lot of the other people I had listed are going to be prime characters that we can highlight later. So, yeah, that's a great choice. I didn't see that coming. I love that it. That is an excellent choice, Madison. Steve? Uh, I picked Harold Perino. I'm, mm. I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly, but Perino. He plays Perino. Is it Perino? I assume. Perino? Uh, Harold, uh, the man who plays Michael. Uh, I, I think what he's doing as this estranged father who's trying to keep it together, who's trying to connect with his estranged son, 
but it's still technically a secret to everyone else, including mm-hmm. the audience, that they are estranged. Like, I think he's doing a great job acting that out. Like, just that scene where Jack's like, how old is your kid? And he's just like, he's he's nine, ten. Like, that quick, not yeah. wrong, he's mm-hmm. ten. Like, very convincing as somebody who is just doing their best, but maybe hasn't been doing their best before. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that's why I'm giving it to him. A really, really understated, subtle performance that I quite enjoyed. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to give it to Naveen Andrews, uh, who yeah, plays Saeed. He was my number two. I'm yeah. really glad we all got three different choices here. Excellent picks. Um, I just think his... Uh, None of us, everybody. <laughs> We're not everybody. We're not everybody. Uh, so three, three. It could have been a toss-up. I think for any of us to choose any of these people, but yeah. they're all crushing it. Very excited to see where this goes moving forward. And let's cap it all off. Let's end things here with Lost and Found. Ooh. Uh, keeping track of the mysteries. And I don't remember last week. So I wrote down all the ones last week. Okay. So let's Remind go through. Us. Let's go through the ones last You're week prepared. and see if Thank any you. of them were answered, and we can take them off, and then we can go into the new ones we're adding this week. Okay. All right. So we had, what is Vincent the dog doing? Do we know what he's doing yet? We still don't. Don't know. Don't know. Uh, I believe I made a joke about this last week that I would forget what this meant, and I have forgotten what it's meant. Hopefully you guys remember what this is. Who is the quarterback? Oh, the father of the the baby for Claire. Because you guys were trying to figure oh, out. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Who <laughs> you had a whole, is the baby daddy? Yeah. You had a whole conversation about... Uh, Something receiver. And oh, you called it the receiver. Yeah, yeah. and, and I made a joke about it earlier in the show, I mean, and, no, so and neither of you reacted. And I was like, "Wow, I forgot the receiver." Did you make a receiver joke? <laughs> yes, I did. Oh. Clearly, I'm. I don't think that's intel- a mystery. Actually, I don't. More funny I, I, I think I said last week that's none of our business. <laughs> but I mean that really. Like, I don't think it's legitimately a show mystery. I don't. Mm. Like just want to put that on record. Who's the father of the baby? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's like. I mean, sure. I, I'm. It's some fucking nosy. Australian dude. I'm nosy. It's, some, I it's know. one of the Hemsworths, almost guaranteed. True. Should I take That's it off the Thor. list? Then? It's Thor in there. <laughs> it's a Hemsworth. Baby, Should I take it off the list? Thor. I think so. Okay. All right. I'm going to take it off the list. All Solved. Right. None of our biz. Uh, Orange, Mouth. <laughs> Orange Mouth Man, question mark. It's, What's I, his whole deal? Yeah, I think that's still, still a mystery. Still on there. What's his deal? Uh, let's see. Where is the rest of the plane? We know where the front part is, the cockpit yeah, is, but where's the rest of it? Well, it looks like the, what happened to the plane? The back of the plane fell in the middle of the ocean, mm. right? Because that's the scene with Kate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess we can assume that the plane. We still don't know what happened to the plane. Yeah, let's we, keep, I, let's keep I don't what care happened where it is. to the plane. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what is the monster? Still don't know what that is. Nope. Kind of answered. It was a polar bear. You think the monster was a polar bear? I think a portion of the monster was the polar bear. So the so you think the monster has more the, than the one monster one hold on hold on let me Wait let me handle this Steve okay you got this but so the monster it. was a polar bear you think <laughs> <laughs> so you think polar bears <laughs> uh, I think a portion of the monster is a polar bear I don't think it's what killed the pilot though. no I don't think it's what killed the pilot but I think it's an element of the danger that is there sure but sure. we can leave we can there's leave like that a, on there's there. like a fucking portal or. Uh, uh, like a nexus of, of time. Like, I wonder if they're going to run into like an old 1800s hunter, like Jumanji style or something. What year is it? That would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, Robin Williams from Jumanji just chilling amazing. in the woods. I wish. 
Yeah. Uh, one of the mysteries we had last week was, what is Charlie doing on the plane? I feel like we can answer that. Drugs. Yeah. He's doing drugs. Dope. Drugs. And that's what we have from last week. What are the mysteries you would like to add to the lost and found list? What is Kate's crimes, right? Yeah. What are Kate's what are, crimes? What are Kate's crimes? Kate's crimes. That's yeah. a good That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, what is the secret that the orange peel guy told Walt? Hmm. Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna, add, I'm gonna add an addendum to what's yeah. his deal? What's mm-hmm. his secret? Secret to Walt. Um the the French people. Yeah. Which are Who always are a mystery to me. Why are there French people? <laughs> yeah. Why are why, why are French people? <laughs> That's a good question. Who is the French woman? And then why is there a polar bear in the woods? Yeah, we gotta put does a bear shit in the woods? Now we know. Mm. Why is there a polar bear on the island? I also, so I kind of wrote who made the SOS. That kind of goes into the yeah. French people question. Yes. I think so. Um, and I also wrote where are they? Because that's literally what Charlie asked at the very sure. end. Yeah. That is a new mystery. That sure. is a mystery. Okay. Any other mysteries we should add to Lost and Found? I have nothing appropriate to say. <laughs> well, now I want to know what, yeah, what is inappropriate, what's inappropriate to say. No. Is this another Bonk. drapes issue? <laughs> <laughs> is this a bonk, bonk issue? Yes. Bonk. Bonk, horny jail. To horny jail with you. I thought we were going to have, I thought Madison was going to be the horny jail one for Evangeline Lilly. That's on why the show. I felt comfortable being so honest today because last week, I'll have the listeners fucking know before we turn the mics on, Madison was like, Oh, I was, I was down Forgive pat. me for how horny I'm about to be for oh, Evangeline big Lilly. <laughs> big time. So, because she had watched both episodes last week <laughs> illegally. So she had I seen did. the panties. And so this week, I waltz in like, Madison, I get it. It had simmered. She's really hot. And she's like, Ew. <laughs> no. You're being, that's not you're what being happened. a weirdo. Yeah, I was like, Whoa, 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 whoa. No, I've had time to simmer and to digest <laughs> the scene sure. in a more Mature way. You served it's your time real in horny fresh jail. in your brain. Uh-huh. But it was midnight. I'm not denying that it was a very <laughs> Six oh, to late midnight. night. No, no, no. It was literally midnight. Six midnight. Wow, wow. <laughs> it was literally midnight. <laughs> when I watched it, I was tired. <laughs> Bonk. But no, you'll see. You'll see more horny Vinny later. <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's your horny personality. Yeah. Vinny's here. Vinny's coming here. out. She draws a little mustache and goes, hey. She starts pinching butts. (laughs) (laughs) Throwing dollars. Show me your bosom. (laughs) (laughs) Who wants to bathe in the ocean? Vinny do. Vinny does. Vinny do. Vinny do. (laughs) Vinny's dirty. He's dirty. He needs to wash off in that ocean. If anyone's still listening, thank you so much. Uh, thank you. I hope you enjoyed our Mission Impossible coverage last Monday, and you're, you really dug our Patreon pick yesterday, Crossing Streams on Tuesday, which will be different every week. Stay tuned tomorrow. Steve and Phil will be back talking about Strange New Worlds. Let's shag ass, guys. Shag, shag ass. ass. Listeners will know what that means. Shag ass. If you can't support the show with, with patronage, we understand. You can take a moment to rate and review the show wherever you're listening. Share it with your friends. Don't forget, you can email anytime at streamingthingspod at gmail.com. That's all the time we have for right now. My name is Chris. My name is Madison. And I'm Steve. And this was Streaming Things. Happy streaming. When you hit the mic, that sounded amazing. It sounded like the music was kicking in. Doing, ding, doink. You're welcome. It sounded like bass. I was like, fuck yeah. What, Steve got some new shit cooking? Oh, wait, that was Madison.